Because you want to tan, bro, and look sexy. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Hello and welcome to. Another episode of Calling Monroe. This time, we're live. Uh, and to prove it, here's my funny little friend, Gucci Mane. He is the inventor of the toaster. How are you feeling? I'm good. Nice. What have you been up to? We haven't spoken on this podcast in about eight years. Yeah. And you are now officially a senior citizen. You, your birthday was the other day. Yes. You are the big 3-0. I'm getting old. You're getting so old. Happy birthday. I We, both Monroe and I, forgot to say anything to you. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm angry. <clears throat> you should be. We were, we were real real dickheads, actually. Yeah. We should have uh, we should have been better, but we weren't. Uh, should we call him and berate him? Yes. All right, let's call Monroe. What's up, folks? Hey, you asshole. Why am I an asshole? Because we both forgot Gucci. Yeah. You forgot that I existed. I didn't forget you existed. I just didn't. Was Is it on Facebook? Because if your birthday's not on Facebook, then I don't think there's a reasonable expectation that we should know it. Yeah, true. It is on Facebook, so. Oh, damn it. Ass. I, <laughs> um, even if it's on Facebook, man, because I never go on the actual Facebook thing. I just go on Messenger. Mm, yeah. And, like, if that. So. Yeah. If you're, like, just, if it's, Here's a pro tip. If you know me and your birthday's coming up and you want me to know about it, then just tell me. Just, you know, I would prefer, I would honestly prefer if people were like, hey, it's my birthday in two days. And then I'd be like, oh shit, okay, nice. I wouldn't think that was presumptuous of them. There are a number of events that have made me feel worse about this because A, I just forgot about your birthday, despite B, it being advertised on Facebook. And then C, you kind of, dropped a hint on the day that it was your birthday. Not said, really. Well, though. he like, said he'd gone and done a fun, like he'd flown over the volcano and seen the lava, which is a cool thing to do. And we didn't really, I guess if we were normal slash better friends, we might have said more inquisitive things to that rather than just make a comment like whatever, some <laughs> cool, insert, some <laughs> generic <laughs> immature comment there. <laughs> We might have explored yeah. that more, you know, and yeah, responded perhaps. to that in a socially acceptable way. And then you invite me to your birthday party, which I'm very unlikely to attend, just yeah. based on the fact that there's an ocean between us. Um, yeah, same as So all in all, not not doing well on the friend front, really. That, that was a, it was a nice gesture from me. It, it, well, Being exactly like, my point. It was a lovely gesture from you, despite there were was it, a lack no. of nice gestures from me. Was it a nice gesture? Because he knew you weren't going to make it, probably. He could no. have assumed. So was he just trying to be an asshole, trying to gain the upper hand? <sighs> Maybe. I think, I think this so. is one of the scenarios where it would depend on the person. For instance, if you did that, then then Maybe. What the hell, man? 
Why? Why am I an asshole? <laughs> I mean, I th you're definitely. I think both of us are definitely more of an asshole than Guzion. Uh, maybe. I agree. Of course, you agree. Am I? Am I the biggest asshole in the podcast? Is that just fact? I think that's that's just that's not really mm. a debate. I didn't think. God. You whine a bit more than us. Whining is not being an asshole. Whining is being a, a sommelier. Oh, shit. That's wordplay, bitches. <laughs> and I'm back. Back, back, back. Um, but based on the fact that we're all such good pals, do you think we could spend 40 days in a cave together? 40 days. Um, 40 days and 40 nights? Uh, 40 days and 39 nights. Okay, well, that's okay. That changes everything. Uh, I think I could spend it with you guys. Uh, however, I think Gwilion would have a bad time at a cave for 40 days. Yeah, <laughs> I would not enjoy that. So for I a mean, couple of reasons, right? I think you could get an all-terrain vehicle and then yeah. jobs are good and and be on a drone. That would be that would be cool. Yeah, why haven't you done that yet? Strapped yourself to a drone throne like in Bojack Horseman and fly around. I think it's something about safety. <laughs> oh. something, about, <laughs> something about life preservation. <laughs> yes, so, yes. <laughs> there was a, a group of fifteen people in the southwest of France and they did this for for science, um, where they spent forty days and thirty-nine nights in a cave where they had to have no phones no clocks, no access to sunlight. And if they wanted electricity, then they had to cycle on a a bike that generated electricity. And the rest of the time, so was it in like pitch black cave? Well, if they didn't have any light produced by produced by human power, then yes. God damn, that sounds, that sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, I know. Did it end badly? Did it end badly? I think it ended quite well, to be honest. They all came out all alive. I don't know if they... That's something. Because they arguments. do these things, right, for for uh, space research. They yeah, yeah. people in. That's classic, and I've learned a lot about these things in my studies. And a lot of them end badly. A mm. lot of them have to be aborted prematurely because people get drunk and sexual and, like, weird nice. and, like, angry uh, and all these sort of primal emotions that you probably don't want from your cave partner. Start putting all their car keys into bowls. Absolutely. Taking random pills. Yeah. Apparently time went past very slowly for them. But, I mean, I feel I like bet. we didn't need to do the experiment to guess that, really, did we? Do you know, I would have been interested in getting them to guess, like at random intervals, guess what time it was relative to when they started. Mm. And guess what time of day it was. Yeah. Because have we talked about this on the podcast before? Uh, that people and animals in general, if you take away any uh, light to dark uh, stimulation, um, night and day cycle stuff, then you you default to a 25-hour cycle. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. So you, they would be likely to confuse themselves in that regard and start operating, operating on a 25-hour cycle. Mm. I uh, and also do you think you would sleep? Do you think if you were in the dark all the time? Yeah. Do you think you would sleep once a day for an extended chunk or do you think you would nap a few times? I don't know because there there's this thing that I've read on the internet multiple times but I've never sourced it 
in a reliable way that we used to sleep for a period of time in two blocks. So we'd often wake mm, up in the middle yeah. of the night and have food or something and then go back to bed. And that this was a standard way of sleeping for a while, but I've never reliably sourced it. I've just seen it on some random websites. I don't know if that's bull. I tried to reliably source it once and it's, it seems very debatable. Mm. Um, I'm skeptical of it. Number one, because it intuitively doesn't check out for me. Yeah. You know, agreed. Uh, like getting up in the middle of the night to go eat that like what? No. Does any animal do that? I mean, dog, my dog, for example, uh, doesn't sleep. She sleeps through the night, right? Basically she's very unactive while I'm asleep. But the other night I had a fully sleepless night and I noticed that what she does is she sleeps and then she wakes up uh, and is awake and like looks out the window and does awake shit for a little bit, but is very like quiet and dormant. And then she sleeps again and then she wakes up and does does it again and then sleeps and then wakes. So she doesn't consistently sleep throughout the whole night, but she, mm. you know, but she doesn't go and like do stuff. But some dogs, you know, they like walk around the house and check everything out and blah, blah, blah. So dog, I read somewhere, it's you should get worried if your dog sleeps more than 18 hours a day. Yeah, you've said this before. Uh, my so, dog definitely doesn't. So I'm thinking if... Yeah, so... Yeah, never mind. Humans do not do this. Yeah, if they sleep 18 hours straight, then you should also be worried, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, you can say the same thing for humans. I mean, if your human sleeps like more than 12 hours a day, at that point you should probably start getting a little worried, right? Hmm. Just a little uh, worried. I slept today for the first time i took i woke up this morning went outside sat in the sun for ages got a sunburn for the first time in years use your sun cream skill of the week i know absolutely skill of the week use the sunscreen uh i didn't i didn't think about this uh it's the first like properly sunny day in ages and i was just sitting outside chilling hard uh came in and i had that post sun sleepiness uh put on a football game and just woke up two hours later fully unaware of what had happened uh, looked in the mirror and was sunburnt on my arm and my face. Friend of the show, Mr. Christer, he uh, mm. put oil on himself, Just I think just cooking oil, and then went out and sat in the sun once, and that that didn't end well for him. Why on earth did he do that, just as um, an experiment? I think so, yeah. He used to he used to build smoke bombs and stuff. He was, he was an experimental chap. So I'm thinking, like, what... Putting cooking oil on your body, why would that make things worse? I don't know. Maybe he just got burnt despite putting the cooking oil on his body. Yeah, I like. I don't think it would necessarily. Ma it definitely wouldn't make things better. But I don't see any like mechanism for it to necessarily be worse, right? Unless yeah, maybe maybe the oil heats up, right, and it like conducts heat to your skin better. It might be a thing. Or could the oil? I mean that you've got little concentrated bits of light now. That wouldn't work because oils evenly spread. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. If you know, let you us know. You can Google this. You can Google this. You can. I'm too sleepy still. Um, I'm trying to look up what, because this is kind of interesting. I just can't remember what it means. What your what the sun protection factor means. So you know if you're wearing factor I know 50 what it means. Factor, oh, nice. Shoot. It's like a multiplier, basically. So it's if it's SPF 15, then you can, if you put that on, then 15 minutes in the sun is equivalent to one minute in the sun without that screen on. Mm. So SPF 50 is basically your, you can sit in, in the sun for 50 minutes. 
five zero, and it's as if you had just gone outside with nothing on for one minute. It's Interesting. The, but you need to reapply sunscreen. That like you can't yeah, just. So I feel like I just do, yeah. check on factor fifty and be done with it. Well, okay, yeah, factor fifty fine. maybe because that like if it works for an hour and a half, let's say, or even two hours then you've basically negated most of the sun effect, right, for that day. You're not going to be in mm. the sun for much more than two hours straight. Uh, but if you put on, like, SPF 15 for the day, and then you go out, like, that's going to work. If it works for the first two hours, you've saved yourself half an hour of exposure. I don't understand uh, why anyone uses anything other than factor 50. Because you want to tan, bro, and look sexy. Yeah. I use 30. Like, 30, like I put on... 15 is like, I have moisturizer basically that has 15 in it. That's like a baseline that you would put on even like during winter. Mm. Uh, but 30 is, I, don't, I would say 30 is my default, but I don't burn very easily. I want to say uh, it's the only anti-aging cream that is proven to work, sun cream. We should all just be putting it on yeah. every morning basically if you want to stay young. Yeah, you claimed once that it was the only cosmetic product that worked, mm. which is verifiably false right but well yeah. it depends on your angle i guess <laughs> well yeah your angle is anti-aging so you probably yeah. should have said that yeah <laughs> which you eventually did yeah so wear your sun cream absolutely do that that was a strong meme game when um steve what's his name the crocodile man erwin erwin died and then there was steve there was erwin sun cream that came out protects you from the rays Oh my God, that's, so that, is that like an actual company? No, no, the... no. Oh, no. okay. It was, I was gonna... it was just a meme. Okay. Meme-age. I was going to, because it could have been like a, a meme advertisement from a legit company. You made it sound like it was. Yeah. And that would have been of dubious ethical yeah. <laughs> stature, right? <laughs> yes. That wouldn't have been super nice. Uh, yeah, that would have been. Inappropriate, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, but probably effective. Do you want to tell the listeners why this is a joke? Ah, because Steve Irwin was killed it? by a stingray. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That was important. <laughs> yeah, I remember when he died. There's like a couple people that you remember. You know, there's Michael Jackson, obviously. Steve Irwin, uh, obviously. Or are there other? There's probably a few other major ones, right? But like that, you expect everyone to from our generation to sort of like remember roughly where and when it happened. David Bowie. Mm, I'd say no, but maybe. I don't know. I I don't really. Yeah, I've never. I've never. You know, when people sometimes get quite emotionally invested or or put a Facebook post up as a tribute to this famous person because they they played a big part in their formative years. I yeah. have never in a single moment in my life ever felt that way about a celebrity. That's probably healthy, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Is I it? don't know if it's unhealthy to have idols. I guess it's unhealthy if your idol is Michael Jackson, but <laughs> Yeah, um, probably. I don't know if idols in general are unhealthy. I'd say I've I've felt that once with Mac Miller, the rapsmith. Like that was a, I remember when he died, that was like, fuck, that's a, this is a significant negative occurrence in my life. Mm. Yeah. But not really. And like uh, when Robin Williams died, I understood the the weight of that occurrence. Yeah. But that's sort of the, those are the only ones I think where I've. Oh yeah, Robin know, Williams, yeah. Shout out. Flubber, what a film. 
what a film. <laughs> yeah, go for Flubber. Is that his magnum opus? I think Flubber. so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's a, is, it, is Flubber more emotionally uh, weighty than, for example, Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> Definitely. I mean, Definitely. it's, you know, that moment where he sprays the basketballer's shoes with the Flubber and then they can yeah. bounce across the court and you just... Yeah. Tears are streaming, and you know it's, yeah. And that scene where where Flubber is like the dance, the weird dance scene. Yeah. Whereas that. Goodwill Hunting is just, I this is just about a janitor, really, isn't it? You know. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, uh, has man is rolling in his grave. Anyone heard of Earth Overshoot Day? Nope. No. Earth Overshoot Day. Don't shit on it, Ragnar. Because hey, Jesus. I understand that it has limitations in what it actually, how accurate it actually is. What but is it? I like it as a concept in that. So basically, I th- I think it basically looks at the world population and looks at the resources on Earth, right? And then says what uh, what's an average amount of resources each individual on Earth could use in order for us to be living in a sustainable way that can go on for a long time. Okay. Whereas right now we're using more resources than the earth can provide annually for us. Uh Mm -hmm. And then you put in various criteria for what your life is like and where you live and blah, 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 blah. And then it tells you that you are living, if everyone in the world lived like you, then I think for me, there was something like we'd need 2.7 Earths to sustain a population of a, this of of what are there seven billion people on the planet seven billion mm. Monroes living the same way as I live, and then mm. it gives you a date at which in the year like the that amount of resource that where you've used up your yearly quota basically. exactly yes thank you for articulating that better than I can I I wouldn't why would I shit on this because I imagine there are a lot of limitations in. Well, it's, course, it's, it's basically yeah. a massively oversimplified concept to get a, an important yeah, point across. I don't have a problem with this. I think it's good. There's oh, a similar nice. thing for uh, for pollution, where well, it's so. For example, in in London, there's like yearly uh, limits to how much pollution there should be in the air mm. set by mm. the EU and all these sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. And every year, the city of London hits their yearly pollution limit sometime i think in january oh <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and london is the least polluted it has ever been in history currently well i mean ever been in history not obviously considering before london existed so <laughs> what about like going back years ago going Ro- back what about a, roman londinium a reasonable amount of time going back a reasonable like post industrialization basically yeah, yeah. yeah. Industrial London is the least polluted it's ever been. And yet this, I'll find out when this date is. Let's see. It's hard to find. Whatever. I just remember when I lived in London, this this day was recognized. Hmm. What is more, I think, more important and has sort of more relevance to the world is uh, no pants, no trousers day on the tube in London. Wait. What? Is that a thing? Yeah. So there's a day of the year where everyone just goes on the tube without any trousers on. And it's you, you see pictures of carriages full of people without trousers on. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow, I never, I never what? experienced this. Uh, I'm and I'm so on board with it. This. It's one one step closer to just to what less clothes, which is just better, you know. Just we should all just be letting our flabby bits hang out and having a good time. Yeah, it, probably, especially like in the summer when it's hot. I hate having to wear clothes. Hmm, it's a pain in the ass. Here, I just found it by the way. It's uh, it's uh, it, on January thirtieth, twenty eighteen. In The Guardian, they talked about how London just reached their legal air pollution limit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but apparent, and even so, apparently, uh, pollution levels have dramatically fallen there since 2016. So, it's what day crazy did you, how what much... day did you say that was in January? 30th. Ah, uh, January 12th is no trouser day. Oh, shit. Fair enough. Time, we should go to London on the 11th and stay for a couple weeks. And... Yeah. Just celebrate all the days. Take our trousers off. In 2016, London used their air pollution quota in one week. <laughs> it registered a monitoring station registered the ceiling being broken on the 8th of January on Friday morning. Oh well. Oh. <laughs> but uh, Oxford Street in 2015 used it up in four days. Nice. <laughs> but at least it's getting better. I, I don't hate on this day this earth overshoot day i think it's a good concept i think it it puts this shit into terms that everyone can understand yeah yeah right where it's like you have a, a quota and everyone on earth basically gets this quota and if you are using up two years worth that means someone out there by extension has to only get half a year's of not even it gets Every, yeah, and I think I was using up closer to three. Let's see. I'm trying to do the math here, but I'm too half asleep for this. If you get two years worth of whatever, does that person get half a year? No, they don't. No. They get zero years for every two years you get. <laughs> yeah. Does that work? That's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. depriving someone of any, anyway, if you're close to three, you're depriving two people of an entire year's worth of quota every year. And right now, I'm... Um, sharing a car with Mel, don't have any kids yet, don't have any pets, and live in a live in a flat, all of which are pretty positive factors and things that I'm only going to make, and I'm only going to get worse at. Like, even if I start buying local, go full vegan, and then change my toothbrush to bamboo, I ain't going to do shit. So these things are small and... Uh... I take a bit of umbrage to all this stuff where the, well, I've talked about this before, right? Where the, the brunt of all this is being put on the everyman when, isn't it like uh, 100 companies do 70% of the polluting or whatever? And yeah, you can always take that and say like, they're only doing this because the consumers are demanding product or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever, sort of. But this whole, you know, get rid of plastic straws, use a bamboo toothbrush and stuff are functionally impactless decisions mm. that mask uh, a bigger problem. And some people would make the claim that like small steps in the right direction are always good, which in a way, yes. But if you take small steps when you need to take big steps and you lie to yourself and say that the small steps are good enough, I think that might be even worse mm. in certain ways. But I think it's only because we're all children and don't do what we know we should do. Like, I could choose yeah. to raise my family in a city, in a multi-story flat, where car use will be limited because things will be nearby, 
and we're in a flat, which is fairly uh, efficient way to store humans. Whereas what I will probably choose to do will be live in the countryside in a house. And that is a decision that like I would need to I would need to be motivated by some other factors, probably by, I don't know, taxing houses based on how green they are in terms of those sort of things versus uh, to actually change my action there. So it's not that I don't know what I should do. It just requires a parent to force me to do it. Absolutely. But the that's the problem that I'm having. The, the parents are uh, are pushing for things like no plastic straws when they should be pushing for much, much, much bigger things. Hmm. But people are patting themselves on the back about using paper straws. And like it's, the, the impact of that functionally is zero. Because but, the plastic in the ocean isn't straws. The plastic in the oceans is fishing nets. Almost like mm. half of the trash in the oceans is fishing nets. Yeah. And even things like electric cars. With electric cars, you've still got loads of microplastics coming off the tires. And you've still got... And it really depends on on where you live, right? If you have an electric car, but it's charged by a coal plant, yeah, then, uh, oopsie. Whereas in Iceland, for example, if you have an electric car, that's pretty green. Except mm. for what you just talked about, the microplastics and blah, blah, blah. But... You know, that's one of those things that's very difficult to get away from. And like, did you see that Colgate thing? Everyone was super happy mm-hmm. that they made a, a shittily pseudo-degradable uh, toothpaste tube and didn't patent it, gave the patent to all their competitors so they can help save the planet. But like, number one, it's made of plastic that's like, chances are it's not going to get recycled because it's going to be, how are you going to, like, have you ever thrown away a toothpaste tube and also cleaned it? No. Exactly. Like you need clean plastic to recycle. So there's that, first of all. Second of all, a lot of plastic, they just don't bother. They end up burning it or putting it in a landfill anyway. And number three, like, come on, man. Like if you really want to be green about it, just put your toothpaste in some other shit. Put it in like a a metal tube or a a glass jar or whatever the fuck. Mm. But like this sort of change, I think, is actually bad. Because you know, now people are going to be like, "Hey, let's buy this green Colgate tube," when it's actually like you're not you're not doing anything. Do you know SciShow, the uh, the YouTube channel? No, they. Uh, I mean, it's kind of what it says on the tin, but they do a good uh, video talking about plastic bags, basically about the the nuance of of plastic bags. So I think the, the the guy who invented the plastic bag initially invented it as a a sort of a green alternative to paper bags to try and stop trees being cut down mm. and they just look at single-use plastic bags versus single-use paper bags versus multi-use cloth bags and multi-use plastic bags and look at the life cycle of each of them and like the difference between using a, a, pla- like a plastic bag at the, sh- at the supermarket versus using a multi-use bag a multi-use plastic bag is not that significant because the Multi-use one is takes so much more to to actually create it, and cloth bags are fucking horrendous. Um, like canvas bags are really bad, apparently. Uh, so it's a lot of a lot of nuance. I would hazard a guess that most of these uh, multi-use thicker plastic bags that people buy at the supermarket are, on average, used maybe once or twice. No, I use my I I use mine loads. Yeah, yeah, you use yours loads. That's fine. But I'm saying on average. I know, but I, I, you don't think, I feel like people, the average would be people use them loads. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because I think a lot of people, like here, for example, I can go to the shop and if I don't bring a bag 
and I need to buy a bag, I can either pay like four or five krona or whatever Danish for a single-use plastic bag, mm-hmm. or I can pay 10 for a, a multi-use plastic bag. Mm. At that point, it goes, well, okay, I mean, it's, both of them are insignificant sums of money, so I'll just buy the multi-use one and then use it a billion times. And I have like three of them now. Yeah. It's unfortunate, and I'm trying to get better at it, but I I don't know. I don't think that, because I, th- I think this whole bag thing, not enough people are actually actively thinking about it before they go to the shop, because that's one of those things you need to plan ahead for. There, there's also some funny cases in, in some of the sub-Saharan African countries. I think in Rwanda specifically, they just banned plastic bags overnight. Mm-hmm. And in like places there, like they're still heavily dependent on tiny little single-use plastic bags for people to go to the market and buy stuff. And it was just a complete clusterfuck. Oh, God. Yeah, but overnight stuff is... But, like, I don't know. I've, all of this is not to say that all this stuff is pointless and you shouldn't save the environment. The point is that, like, things should be more drastic. So, like, that kind of thing, like an overnight ban, realistically, I'd probably... Be, like, maybe in sub-Saharan Africa, it's a little bit more of a problem because their whole infrastructure thing is not as Gucci. But like, if they did it here and people were kind of pissed off for a little bit, I wouldn't care about them being pissed off. Like, mm. you just got like, just put up with this shit. It's fine. Like, you don't need your fucking plastic bags. Like, things need to be more drastic. I'm down for some. I mean, we know this. I want fucking <laughs> you want anarchy, revolution. Yeah, in every single way. So, I want real hardcore change. At but all you're times. you you're a contradiction in that you both think that. The change needs to come from a strong centralized government, but also want to bring down the strong centralized government. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> fuck the government. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very complicated position to have. It's very hard to reconcile sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't really know how to how to deal with that one. I guess I want I would like a strong centralized government uh, that is not made up of a bunch of cunts. But that's a pipe dream. Yeah. Yeah. No. Or like centralized policy in certain ways, but not others. I don't know. I don't know what I want. But I want it bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? That, that. I don't know what I want, but I want it bad. That fucking summarizes everyone, including myself. When you're like, yeah. when you're complaining about the government, you're complaining about shit and just everything. And you're complaining about work or whatever. Like, you don't know what you yeah. want, but you want it bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's me in every aspect of my life. <laughs> that is, that no is, idea what ev- I want, that is us. That is everyone. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've solved humanity. So- what about a society where we randomly draw who's going to become the president? I do and agree with four that. Years you're, in four years, you're shot. <laughs> okay, that last part seems unnecessary. <laughs> that was a real curveball uh, at the end there. Because, I mean, functionally, what's the, the benefit of them getting shot versus them just... No, no we are let me tell you. So you get a prize for mm. the price. Yeah. You get the Overpopulation power, is, you is not the problem, really, I don't think. Overpopulation is the the bogeyman the the real problem is like inefficiency in distribution and uh, overproduction and stuff it's not necessarily overpopulations yeah we love shit as humans like and like we all we like i love like we just want more stuff yeah but like these knickknacks and things like if you just cut out random plastic crap that people get as joke gifts and literally never open like that mm. sort of stuff. We don't. You don't need that. And if you cut out all of that, like so much 
production of bullshit would stop. It would be so great for the earth. I don't think or the problem is shit people buy for their babies. Yeah, or just anything that people buy and don't remember the existence of within 12 months. Maybe we should have a weight limit in kilos of stuff you're allowed to buy when you have a new child. Oof. Yeah. I that that is a pro so I remember when I was a kid. I I got we were like in, in 6 years old. I was allowed by Christmas the teacher was so clever like I, she was newly that uh what's it called? graduated from like teaching school. Mm. And she mm. was going to be very clever and let the kids like get plastic monies. Not like fake money, it's like made of, it's made of paper actually. That we could buy things at a store and we were supposed to create this angel, Christmas angel. And I took my money and I, and I don't remember, I think I bought all the, I spent all my money on buying like these turders, what's it called? Uh, buttons. Buttons. I, I used all my money for that. And then I, I didn't think of buying everything else, so... I sat there like crying <laughs> that I had fucked up this, what I had to buy. And it didn't look like an engine, it was just buttons. <laughs> God, that is so dumb. Oh, man. Imagine, that's such a child thing to do to like make a stupid decision and realize you did something incredibly dumb and then just cry about it. Yeah. But I got to do it again. I got to restart it. I okay, got to no. just give everything in and then restart again. But I was the first one to buy, so I didn't think anything. Oh my God. Oh. Why is this the best story I've ever heard? <clears throat> Children, I did this when I was a, a baby. I remember this. This is seared into my brain, but I must have been very small. Uh, I had my whatever pacifier, dummy, whatever you call it. And it was sort of towards the tail end of using that. I was supposed to kind of stop. And it was my last one, but I loved it. And I was sitting on the toilet and I dropped it in the toilet. And in my like freak out, I flushed the toilet. Oh. <laughs> And like, it was like that realization that like, oh no, I just made everything worse. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a huge cry about it. And I talked to my mom and I was like, can't we go to where the toilet flushes and ask the man to give it back? <laughs> and to her credit, I think she said, yeah, we can do that, but let's wait a little bit. And then eventually I just got over it. But nice. that was a classic like kid just fucking... Doing a stupid thing and then realizing after doing it that they did the dumbest possible thing in that scenario. Mm. I had uh, I remember I had my friends over once, and someone was sleeping on the sofa, and they were drawing. So the other people started drawing on their face, and then I panicked that they were going to start drawing on the sofa. So I like ran over and grabbed the pen away from them in this like frenzy. Then when as I pulled it away, I just drew a huge line along the sofa, despite the fact they hadn't done <laughs> anything wrong yeah. at all at that point. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, I'm off. It was sound about it. Um, yeah. But that was a stressful moment. We all engineer our own downfall. Yeah. Unfortunately. I dressed as a green dinosaur, got drunk, came home, slept on the sofa, and there was green paint on the sofa. That was it. God. Yeah. Woke up. That was Every. Bad. Is every bad thing that's happened to you a result of your own actions? Probably not, right? No, I just no. I'd say not. No. Yeah, thinking about that for even a split second, I realized that's yeah. not true. <laughs> Have I brought this up on the podcast? This is a thought that I had. Like, would it be good, bad, or neutral 
if it suddenly came to light that this was the true state of affairs, what I'm about to present, would that be, would you see that as a, a good thing, bad thing, or a neutral thing? If everything that ever happened to you was something that you deserved. So like, I'm not saying that history changes. Everything that has ever happened to you has still happened to you, but now you know for a fact that you deserved every little bit of it. That's a bad world. Is that a bad world? Yeah. I don't want a world where we all get what we deserve. Absolutely not. Have I, uh, have I brought this up before? Uh, I don't think Probably so. Not. I don't think so. Yeah, I've heard this. I've, I've talked to you about this before, I think, yeah. Like, in ho like, if I take just being in hospital, for instance, imagine, like, all of a sudden someone's got a heart attack because they've been eating burgers for the last 40 years. They like you could argue they deserve the heart attack, but that'll be a disgusting world where they just don't get the medical treatment because they don't deserve it. No, but that's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying uh, they don't get the medical treatment. I'm saying that the world doesn't change one bit from the way that it is now. Okay, except you are safe in the knowledge that everything that happens to anyone is something they deserve. Full stop. So when you broke your legs climbing, you deserved that. Yeah. See, I also think that is a is a bad world. <laughs> because I think when you, when you, I think people assign meaning to bad events and that makes them feel bad about it rather than just accepting that bad shit happens and you just got to make the most of it. Whereas if you start assigning meaning to things that have happened to you that are bad in your life and thinking, why did this happen to me? Blah, blah, blah. blah that's when people get really worked up and depressed about things. Whereas it's just a hand you're dealt. You just got to crack on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm inclined to agree. But like all the good stuff, you deserve it. There's that. Yeah, but let's be honest. At that, like... that, that time, it's good to have the, the illusion of that you do deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think a lot. most people do seem to have that, isn't it? People yeah. assign... Uh, so when good things happen to them, they think they deserve it. So if someone like you know, has a great career or whatever, they don't attribute that to luck typically. Mm. But if they if everything were to come crashing down around them, they might be more inclined to attribute that to bad luck. Yeah, you know, and it's the opposite for for strangers. If a if you do some if if you do something bad to a stranger, you can justify it in all sorts of ways, and you're not a bad person. But if a stranger does something bad to you, they are irredeemably horrible. <laughs> There's a a good video by uh, Veritasium where he's looking at the importance of luck in success and the point of the video is basically the luck plays a massive role in success but one of the other points he makes is that the belief that hard work is, a, is is like the most important factor in success is really important for because for that tiny percentage that you can control believing that hard work is important will make you much more likely to actually work hard so for instance mm -hmm. like take the rock his like he's he was a really successful wrestler but that's it's not all in him like his dad was a very successful wrestler he's incredibly physical and he both works hard for it but also you know his genetics and stuff play a massive role in all of that and and so if he had different genetics and a different dad he would not be the rock hmm. but he believes that he got like he's always talking in his videos about the fact he, he gets where he was through hard work blah 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 um and that belief will like th that belief is an important part in why he's successful but it is only a small part of why he's successful this is a good way to circle back around to what Gunnar said maybe that's why elected officials should not be elected but should be randomly assigned this is actually something that i thought about and something that i have decided i genuinely believe 
uh, that presidents and like a parliament and everything should be randomly assigned from the population uh, for shorter periods of time. And then you would remove this, this by extension, you would remove the effect of people in office thinking they got there by merit. I think that's probably bad. You don't want your president thinking you got there on merit because his merit is irrelevant. Mm, yeah. Realistically, or like his hard work is irrelevant to it. It's all it is, is about sort of make the right decisions in the right moment. Agreed. I don't care whether my, my president thinks he's a self-made hot shit man. Like I'd rather he didn't. Yeah. But I mean, Oh, it's a scary idea yeah, just to give it to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I know, of course it is, but I mean, that's basically on. what you're doing already. You're just giving it to the biggest sociopath who can convince you that they're chill. Oh, but just big anyone? Claim, big claim. Yeah, just anyone, but for short amounts of time. Uh, I'm trying to think of, you know, the people I came into contact with in the last week. What percentage of those I think would be good, good for office? Yeah, it's but I mean, lo pretty low. by extension, you would have to make every sort of seat in office slightly less impactful, right? You you don't want anyone being able to make executive decisions to just bomb everyone. But see, so there, there would be people in charge and they would get advice from specialists. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's yeah. already what happens. Like That's what the so, civil service Yeah, does, so it? essentially what would be happening if you do this randomly pick is that you're just moving their, the power from that individual to, to the specialists. So um, what power? Not necessarily. This this person knows nothing. They yeah. won't randomly pick their no, uh, no clue. Politicians already know nothing, largely. But like the minister of yeah, health yeah. in Iceland has never known a thing about health, yeah, 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 for yeah. example. So like, what's the benefit of like? Why would you rather have some rich entitled politician man where you can just have some absolute but, motherfucker off the street? But, so they're of the same value, except one of them is under no false pretenses. I feel like there'd be a bit of a lottery effect though, where you've become powerful overnight. You know, like lottery people become yeah. very rich overnight versus, you know, say in in like 30 years, you know, I've got a million pounds in the bank that, because of like saving and investing and stuff versus getting a million pounds today. There's a very yeah. big difference in how I would respond to that stimulus. And I think the same would be true of just going and being prime minister from a random picking, going from just a generic job that, uh, that you're doing normally. You, I feel like, yeah, but the the hope would be that you minimize, like people wouldn't look at it as this big, powerful, like dominatrix position, basically, is what it's seen as. Like you just want it to be like jury duty. You want it to be mundane. You want it to be thankless. You want it to be po like almost pointless. Like that's how it's supposed <laughs> to feel. You're supposed to have to show up, despite like you don't want to do it, but you have to. And just try to make the right decision so everyone doesn't hate you. Like that's that's the pressure they should feel, and it should be for shorter amounts of time. And there should be less power. The real Jon Snow. Something I haven't seen. I haven't seen Game of Thrones. Ah, oh, damn it. He just uh, speaking he, of Game of Thrones, though, we haven't finished our email yet, and we should probably do that today. Yeah, baby. Because we only have two things left on it. No, three things left on it. We've been recording for fifty minutes. Yep. So that's why we're gonna do the email. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. All right. Uh, so the last one we did was talking about moving away from home. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and we are all kind of different in, in that. I've moved away from home multiple times. Uh, you moved away from home late, Monroe, mm. and Gwilion, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but want to. <clears throat> but it's complicated. The next one is, so now we're going into adult territory. 
the next one is smoking your first cigarette cigarette slash joint slash whatever. <laughs> smoking your first crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those are milestones. Is that something you would celebrate? I guess with your friends, right? You would have like a the, my first joint party or whatever. Uh, but I yeah. wouldn't. No. I wouldn't throw a party and invite my family to it <laughs> for when I smoked my first meth. <laughs> <laughs> but that's. A, I guess that's a legit milestone, right? And some people reach that way too young, and some people some never reach it. Never reach it. Yeah, when your when your nasal septum finally ruptures. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Mm. The next one is basically the same: taking your first swig of beer, uh, or I guess alcohol. And this is wildly. I remember that actually. Way. I don't remember the first time I smoked, but I remember my first swig of beer. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember my first swig of beer because I'm sure my parents let me like taste or whatever. Uh, but I remember the first time that I like drank a beer. Yeah. You know. Hmm. Where I made the honest attempt to drink a beer. I remember that. I, I remember it being disgusting. I remember it being That's... so much less enjoyable than just having a Coke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I remember I also remember not letting that emotion be displayed in the slightest and really feeling like I enjoy I was on I think I was on holiday on a we were on a family holiday and we were on like a a pirate ship kind of vibe thing going along the coast somewhere in the Mediterranean, I think it was. And my mom had a beer, which is relatively unusual for my mom. And then she let me have a sip of it. And it was both the coolest and most disgusting moment all in one. <laughs> nice. And also not that cool in reflection, getting a beer from your mom. I remember there was one, the first time I like drank with my dad, it was, it was, we were in Bulgaria, like a hotel, some place on beach. And, uh, I remember he like he sent me to the like pool bar, but it was in the evening to like get us drinks. And I don't remember what I got. I like I got something ridiculous for me. Like I think I got myself because it was like it was still hot outside, you know. So I think I got like a breezer or something. Fucking awesome. Mm, nice. Uh, and he got a beer. And then he was like, "Oh, let's have this." And he sent me to the bar. And this is, I don't know if he did this. Uh, just because he wanted the drink or if he also wanted to pile this pressure on me because he sent me to the bar uh, to order from the female bartender a shot called a blowjob. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a Bailey's Kahlua and vodka topped with some whipped cream. Nice. But it was fucking delicious and he inadvertently played a role in me sort of making this my drink for a little bit later on in life. And I remember one time I went to a, a party, a birthday party with an open bar uh, that we all like paid for beforehand. And I went up to the dude and I was like, can I have a Bailey's Kahlua and vodka? And he's like, uh, okay, just like one to one to one. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I expected a shot, but what he did was he took a fucking half liter pint glass, like a plastic glass and just <laughs> filled it with a mixture of Bailey's Kahlua and vodka. Yeah. And that's just, that's absolutely unacceptable. But I drank all of it and then I got another one. And that, my friends, is how you do an open bar. <laughs> I've had a similar thing with vodka before. I uh, ordered a long, a long vodka, but it was kind of lost in translation. I can't I think it was in Spain at the time. And the bartender didn't really know what a long vodka was. And it was uh, an all-inclusive place that we were. And he kind of just assumed I meant long as in a lot of vodka. And he was just like pouring <laughs> the vodka. I'd be like, long enough? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, shit. 
I did this once at a party. This was the worst decision where some dude that I've never seen before or since showed up at our party with the biggest vodka bottle I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like multiple liters. And I took it and I was already pretty drunk. So I started pouring into my pint glass and then I didn't have enough control over the bottle because I was drunk and it was huge. So eventually I was like, fuck, I've filled like half the glass. Oh, well, let's just go all the way. And I just filled up the glass the whole way and spent the rest of the night just sipping a pint of it. Oh, that's disgusting. That is, mm. Yeah, I hope my children never do that. Yeah, that's horrible. Final uh, thing on this list is when you realize you can marry someone other than your mother or grandmother. <laughs> what? I think he means this I have, I have metaphorically. Never, or like symbolically. You're not talking about literally marrying your mother or your grandmother, but like marrying uh, the idea of sort of your maternal... Uh, Force I mean, in your life. is this a thing? I'm like, I'm, I'm actually so they, confused. They do say that like every man grows up to marry his mother. All right, that's the the cliche mm. that you're basically seeking a replacement for your mom. Mm. And he's saying that no, because growing up is realizing that that's not the case. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not with him on this one. I don't feel like this yeah, was. Very... A, I don't feel like this was a. A transition that happened in my life. No. Okay, so you're just saying that you aren't mature enough. Maybe this just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> maybe maybe Mel's not actually the one, and I'm still looking for someone more like my mother or my grandma. Oh, so you're saying that you that you were born to uh, mature for this. You never were looking for a replacement for your mom. Yeah. Is that true, though? I think maybe if you introspect a little more, you might realize that that Sigmund Freud has more to say about you than you about him. Mm. Yeah. I think uh, me and Gooch are on the same side here. Yeah. I mean, fine. Fine. But you marry your mum all day. Me? Yeah. Or are you, t- are you just saying it like you do you? Or are you, you're not making <laughs> the claim about me that I consistently marry no. my mother? No, no, just you. No, you do you. Yeah. You do you. Metaphorically. I think that you guys are, you guys are, uh, you think you're special and you aren't thinking yes. about this. I you don't think I'm special. I think, I, I think it, the reverse is unique. Not, I think we're being the norm. Mm, I don't know. Like the, the, that's, that's like the how cliche. Much, how much does Anna remind you of your mother? Not very much. <laughs> but no, not very much, but you can see it. Like they're that's identical. The, they are identical. <laughs> it's the cliche that like a a, a guy just wants a, you know someone who's going to clean up after him and and mm. take care of him, basically like a mother. And I guess the reverse is sort of the cliche that a woman just wants someone to like pay the bills and you know give her a house or whatever. Like these are mm. the these are the the old school stereotypes yeah. that people hopefully try to move away from, but. You can see it in a lot of people, right? Some people probably just marry for the the comfort of their partner, and that is no not much different from having a parent. Yeah, this was a an excellent email, though. Thanks. To Absolutely, he says, and the list Papa goes Christian. on. Dot 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 dot. So yeah. maybe one day we'll get a, a follow up, a follow up. Yeah. But this provided literally hours of content, and we thank him profusely. Yeah, hours. It was. Two hours. 
Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's right. It's so you just the... you just had to try to be pedantic, even though you had nothing to be pedantic about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my god. Okay, Gwilion, give us a skill of the week. Uh, you you had a skill of the week before that was horrible one. Where where's where sun cream? Sun, sun cream. Okay, yeah. okay. Now you have even more reason to give us one because you just said it was horrible. Give us one. Uh, 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 I don't know. Wow. Okay. Have I um said how to pick apples before? No. no. Using a crutch. Okay. So I learned this back in my my crutch days. So you got the the crutches that you get. They have a little C shaped ring mm. that hooks around your arm, around your forearm, so that when you're leaning on the crutch, you've got something to counterbalance your weight against. Mm-hmm. And this C shaped ring, you you flip it up so that it's running th- along the length of the stick, and then you hold the bottom of the stick, and then you can use the C shaped ring to put it around an apple and pull. And then the apple falls, and you can catch it, and it just allows you to pick apples from a tree really efficiently, even when they're out of reach for normally normal heighted people. Hmm. And it was excellent. Very good. It, I feel like there must be like an apple picker that apple pickers use, right? I don't know. I've seen how they they um, pick walnuts, where they put a big machine around the trunk of the tree and then just shake the tree real mm, hard yeah. and real quick and then all the walnuts fall off i don't know if they have a similar thing for most fruit i feel like um, maybe i've i don't know what fruit i've seen this for but there's something where they basically just have a machine that does a whole oh no it's yes or maybe i saw it with apples where they just have a, like a big tent thing underneath it and someone climbs a tree and just like smacks the apples down or some bullshit mm, yeah well they're missing a trick they need a crutch absolutely uh that they do. So skill, I guess, yeah, skill of the week, how to pick an apple with crutch as well. Mm. I think that's a good really? skill. It's a, If you ever have a crutch to hand then and, and you're around an apple tree, it's if those if those two moments of your life align, then mm. it is a fantastic trick. Yeah, word. All right, Goyon, do you want to, do you have any parting words for us? I can't really think of anything. No? It's very, very bad Okay. See, never regret being a good person to the wrong people. Oh, that's quite good, isn't it? That's very Gucci. Very Gucci. Fine. Anything else? Uh, Be kind. Nice. Your age has brought you wisdom. Yeah. Uh, Monroe, do you have any parting words? Uh, Thanks, Papa Christian, for your email. Happy birthday, Gucci. Yeah, Yeah, send us your voicemails. Yeah, send Gucci a birthday present. Or at least a yeah, birthday yeah, voice. Yeah, do that. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, CallingMonroeGmail.com. Calling Monroe at Instagram. Oh, by the way, guys, did you listen to last week's episode? No. 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 God damn it. You guys are the worst. You don't support me in my endeavors. If you did listen to it, tell us cool stuff about my Dungeons & Dragons intro. Uh, we have, I think, eight episodes recorded, so we're going to start releasing sometime soon, maybe. Nice. Yeah, it's good. I would I would go so far as to say that it's actually good and fun to listen to. Nice. That's that's so, exactly what I would expect from you and Oli and I don't know anyone else. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I guess until next time, folks. 
Just keep on trucking. Goodbye, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you're feeling low, in need of a bro, there's one thing that makes your heart start to glow. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. Calling Monroe. I'm calling Monroe.